Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of The Infertile Diagnosis. I'm your host, Monica Cox, along with Sarah Clark, and we're here to support, inspire, and educate those who are all consumed with the label of infertility. We totally know how you're feeling. Both Sarah and I were diagnosed with a form of infertility before we hit our 30s. We let the fertility experts dictate our past and ignored what our bodies were trying to tell us for far too long. So here we are, helping you take control of your infertile diagnosis. This episode of the Infertile Diagnosis is brought to you by the Fertility Reconnect course, brought to you by me, Monica Cox from MyMindfulMe.com. Now this course is the course that I would have died for during my infertility years. If you are dealing with unexplained infertility or if you know you have an autoimmune issue, including thyroid issues, this is the course that's going to get really down to what is going on in your body. We're going to discover together what food you cannot eat and what food you can eat. We're going to work on our mental health and we're going to work together to build new, long-lasting, healthy routines and habits. So head over to the website, mymindfulme.com, pre-register and get on the list to be one of the first in line. There's only 25 seats available on this course. We're going to have registration on December 1st for two weeks, and then the course actually starts on January 4th. So head over to the website for more information. And while you're there, you can become a Mindful Me member for free. And you can actually check out the course and have exclusive access before it goes live. So once again, head over to mymindfulme.com and check out the Fertility Reconnect course. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Infertile Diagnosis. We are on episode 14 already. Um, Today we are going to be talking about the five top tips to be successful when improving your diet for fertility. And this can be any diet, right? We are not pro one diet. We're all about just finding what works best for you. And that's probably what is the most frustrating thing about this fertility journey is... um, there's so many freaking opinions out there, right? That's right. All these different diets and those diets have worked for someone. That's why they're talking about it, but it may not work for you. Exactly. Um, so we have five top tips and let's get into the first one, meal planning, which is, I think, a little bit controversial sometimes because um, I feel the same way. Like I'm in two minds about meal planning. I think one, it's amazing because it helps you, um, you know, look at your week, you can see what's happening. And then on the other side, it's just like overwhelming and stressful. And like, I have to eat this way. What's your views on a meal plan? Yeah, the meal plan, I personally don't meal plan. It's not my thing. Um, it feels too rigid. I like to look in the fridge and go, I'll do whatever. But my thing for people is please, when you look in the fridge, make sure there's food in there. So like, I will like rigidly always make sure I go grocery shopping and I do not like grocery shopping at all, but, um, I don't know, I should get it delivered, but whatever I haven't, 
but I will <laughs> always go on a Sunday and make sure I get groceries because I know that I'll feel fabulous when I open the fridge and I'm like, oh, I've got all my fresh vegetables in there. And I always have a, a loose idea about what I'm going to eat. So I, there's, I, I never, I usually open it up and I start making, there's never too much thought to it. Um, and, and I try once a week to do like a new recipe. So once a week, oh, yeah, that's that's right. I can try. Yeah. It's not always perfect, but I'm like, so I don't get stuck in that rut, but the, the meal planning, I think if you're first getting into this and, and you haven't done a lot of home cooking, like I have meal plans in my book and my programs, all that stuff. I think it's very helpful and people will sometimes rigidly follow along with those meal plans and they love it because they know what to do. So if you're like someone who's like, tell me what to do, a meal plan is awesome. But if you're like, you know, kind of looser and you're like, I just want to go in and the first step to me is make sure you have food in the fridge. Yeah. I mean, that's, um, when I think about meal planning, when you're first starting out, it's planning on focusing on what you can eat and having that in your house and kind of like for me I got rid of everything all the boxes all the cans I was like just out of sight out of mind I have to just and like I felt bad because I just threw it in the trash I was like I'm wasting food but it was like no okay you put into your house you meal plan what you want to eat or what you can't eat you know really focusing on okay what am I going to do this week to eat healthy Um, I would say when I did do a meal plan um, because I've obviously experienced experimented with loads of different things I put into my meal plan making one new meal a week and it totally threw me off my game I couldn't fucking do it like I was like stressed of like um okay I don't you know because I think when you get into swings of things like we're all like um creatures of habits right you go into a supermarket you know exactly what aisles to go down what you're doing and so I already had like okay this clean like healthy eating lifestyle but I was like finding I was eating the same old thing right and I was like there's so many amazing recipes out there especially for AIP I was like I need to start exploring these and not like I do not recommend anyone starting off trying to make a new meal because especially from scratch you know like I think just sticking to the the basics of like if you're gonna eat meat cook a piece of meat cook your vegetables, you know, like make a salad, you know, make it as basic as you can and as easy as you can. And then once you're kind of in the swing of thing, like for me, I don't even still to this day, I'll make a new thing maybe once a month. It just throws me off my game. I'm just not that way. Some people, I see these people with um, these amazing cookbooks and I'm like, how do you do it? Like, <laughs> like I get given cookbooks and I'm like, I don't use them. I don't use cookbooks. I just, it's not my thing. Like I, I will usually go, oh wait, I have this in the house and I'll Google the, the ingredients I have to make whatever I was, I want to make. So if someone's, and I'm usually doing something new if someone's coming over or typically, as I say, I try to do it on a Saturday or Sunday. So I'm like, because I'm trying to not go out as much. And, and at least if I'm eating something different, then if it's a new recipe, then it just tastes awesome. But yeah, it is kind of, I tell that to people too. It's kind of like, it doesn't need to be complicated. You can eat lean protein, like some, some veggies. If you want to have some grain, like obviously with AIP, no grains, but it's not, it's not super complicated. But if you want to know some new recipes and you're ready to, to cook, then meal planning can be helpful or you can just. Yeah. And I think you need to decide who you are before you start this, right? Like know yourself 
<laughs> because that's like a huge, like you're going to set yourself up for success or failure. You know, if you're like me and you need to be just basic and then like, I'm, I'm a pretty good cook, but you know, I rate myself, but um, I'm definitely not cooking up new things or even following recipes on a weekly basis. And I think that's just the important thing because when you change your diet in the first place, it's stressful anyways, right? You're mentally you're going to have some freakouts that the norm is not there. Um, so yeah, and I think we both have meal plans for free up on our websites. And I know in your book, you have a great, you know, two week meal plan. And I think, like you say, and that's what in my post on Instagram, when I, you know, say I have this two week meal plan, that's one of my top tips is take it as a guide, take it as, um, you know, inspiration and, write your own out what what can you do what can you commit to and um, having a shopping list I put a shopping list with mine because it's key you know like you are not going to remember the new ingredients when you walk into the store and you're just not going to have it then you're not going to do it and then you're going to fall into old habits yeah I have the shopping list too and the the that but again it's it's just like you said to figure out what's going to work for you and and to me it's just stop eating like if you're over here eating eating at fast food that, that's a whole different story, story to then doing the home cooking. So it's like to, even to just start to do home cooking would be, you know. Yeah. Uh, just a, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, so our next top tip is your support system in place. Um, is this something that you say to your clients, you know, do it with your partner or? Absolutely. Because in the beginning of when I've, I've talked about this before, I was just coaching women and now we coach couples because you're going to be eating together. You're preparing for the baby together. So let's, let's, you know, get your partner on the same page. So you guys can go grocery shopping together. And I coach people on that a lot about actually going to get the groceries. Okay. When are you going? What's going to get in the way of you going? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Like, let's just dig into this. Well, we got to back our whole entire week up to make sure we've gone to get the groceries because you know, it's Wednesday and we haven't shopped anything. We have no food for lunches. We have no food for breakfast. And then we're going to eat out. So the support piece is huge to get your partner on the same page. Having said that, it's not about dragging someone across the finish line. It's like creating that ripple effect around people around. So if your partner's not totally into cooking and you are, it's really like you leading by example. And then, you know, he or she will come over when they're ready. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or you force them like I did. I just said, if you don't want if you don't want to change your eating habits, you're not having kids because I'm not doing this fucking alone. Like it's hard. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to full stop. Exactly. Have a conversation. Like, yeah, it's about a conversation, right? And what's going to work for for you? Yeah, and it's um, you know, just something that you said there. It's so crazy how, as a society, we've put. Uh, meal shopping at one of the end of our to-do list, right? Like, and I'm the same even now, like, I'm like, man, I got to go to the grocery store again. This sucks. And it's just like a hundred years ago, maybe, you know, that was number one. Like, how am I going to get food in the house? Yeah. Eat my family. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was like for millions of years, that was our number one goal was to eat. And now we're just like, uh, it's so, it's just crazy how we've gotten to be like oh just yeah it's just easy there's simple there's um easy to goes you know go to places or even go to food in the in the um in the shopping center that is put way on the back burner which we both know it should be your number one priority 
Yeah, we've outsourced our, our cooking yeah. to the, the fast food industry. And that's yeah. why we're dealing with infertility, cancers, and all sorts of other health issues because we've outsourced it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, um, it'd be interesting to see, like, you know, how we talked about like going, uh, like our future or our past selves coming to the future. It'd be interesting to see like someone coming who just had to struggle so hard to get, you know, grow their own food, watch their crops be destroyed, you know, famine, all that, and just look at us. <laughs> how we bitch about having to go to the grocery store to pick up our organic lettuce and our fresh eggs (laughs) we can't even make it there i'm so busy i'm so busy i know that whole busy thing right like yeah where's your priorities yeah massively and i like i'm i go in waves you know like there's times where you do life you let life you know overwhelm you and you you think oh i'll just I'll be easy. I'll be convenient. And then two weeks later, I feel like shit. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) I need to get back on this. This does not work. Um, For me, that that pain pleasure thing. I'm like, I know it's painful to go to get the groceries, but I will feel so much better when I open that fridge on Monday morning and go, Oh, look at all this food. What a great person I am for getting. Like, I, I literally always think of that. I'm like, wow. Yay on me. I went freaking shopping. I have, there's food in the house. I'm so happy. Yeah, because I didn't used to do this. I would be like, why would I see my pants? And we'd be, I'd shop when I wanted and there was no food in there. We'd be dialing for takeout and I didn't care. But yeah, but my health cared and I felt like garbage. Yeah, yeah. When you first started all your diet changes, um, did you do meal planning or did you, what was your kind of go-to? Uh, again, because I'm not that like that rigid with the meal planning I'd rather just um like I I literally did the like I would I was digging into more of the recipes of what do I eat with the gluten-free and dairy-free and all that and back then like this was I don't know how long I've been doing this for like nine years and so there was hardly any stuff online I'd be like just scouring these little horrible cookbooks um and so yeah the I didn't really do meal planning it was more I look for recipes and I would just have some meats and vegetables and but I I was very into the baking because I I wanted sweet things so (laughs) I was all about trying to find sweet treats ah I see and was your husband on board when he he came on probably about seven months after me yeah yeah so he he's very supportive but he he must have been eating the same food that I was but I he would go off and eat out at lunch like eat whatever he wanted at work but then whatever we ate together, like as a family, he would eat that. Yeah. And I, and I suppose, you know, that's all you have. Yeah, my husband was the same exact way for a really long time. And, and it wasn't until he started seeing the benefits that he put more effort into what he ate when he was away from me. Yeah. Um, and now he's, yeah, he's still kind of just eats like shit when he's away. We were actually... <laughs> flew in from New Zealand yesterday and yeah. we needed to, we didn't have any food in the house and we drove by KFC and McDonald's and he said oh should we go to an old faithful and I was like oh, fuck yeah. off if you I'm think dying. I can eat there <laughs> oh. I'd rather go home and go to the grocery store <laughs> and <Yeah>. cook <laughs> yeah those those days for me are long gone um so our third top tip is the desire to want to change. And I think this is almost kind of number one for me is that you have to 
want to actually do it. Right? Yeah. Like you got to have your, like, what's your intention? Like this coaching 101, right? Like what's your intention, your big why behind why you're doing this? Cause in the beginning it could suck. It's, it's hard. Like changing your diet is, is it's simple, but not easy. So the, yeah, getting to that point of like, you're just ready to make the change. And there's like that stages of change where it's pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, and then action. So sometimes we move ahead before we're ready. So maybe you're up in the contemplation thing going, okay, yeah, this whole like gluten-free, dairy-free thing. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. And then the preparation, oh, wait, I'm going to start looking at some meal plans. I'm going to like, when I go shopping, I'm going to start reading labels and then action, boom, you're, you're, you, you know, you're ready. So just figure out where you are in, in that side of things. And um, if you go ahead too far, if you've like went straight into action, but you forgot to prepare, then that's yeah. when, you, then you go, this doesn't work, this sucks, that kind of thing. So there is, there is a sort of looking at those stages of change, but yeah, I think the, the big one for this is your why we have an easy why it's because you want to expand your family and have a baby. Um, but then, then to have that front and center because it, it, it can get, just shit can get real, right? It gets hard. Yeah, massively <laughs> and long. Like the wait is still yeah. long. You know, I think we all have in our brains because of society of these quick fixes that, oh, I just changed my diet even for three months because that's like the bare min- minimum recommendation. And then you're not getting pregnant or your IVF fails like mine, you know, like I did paleo for a year, like I should have been pregnant through IVF, right? And it didn't work. And to, you know, you can easily just walk away and get super frustrated, where you have to remind yourself, okay, I want to do this. I've seen improvements. And for me, luckily, like my IVF, or (laughs) luckily my IVF failed, Um, we got healthy embryos. So we did see an improvement, even though I didn't get pregnant. Um, And just continuing on of like okay this is super important i want this in my life and this is how i'm gonna get it is through diet and lifestyle changes and you know i think at some point in my journey it it, it became that desire um almost like super intense you know of like um almost going off like the into the funny farm of diet and lifestyle obsession Yeah. And I mean, for me, I had to go there because I wasn't, you know, maybe seeing the ultimate goal right away. But um, yeah, it was like, I've seen improvements. This has some kind of, you know, magic power, if you want to say that. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, just digging deeper. And I'm glad I did because I figured it out. And now I'm, I'm not there. You know, I don't, I don't eat how I used to eat when I was um, trying to conceive. I'm not nearly as strict. Um, or I don't even have that kind of same mindset of um, if I have a nightshade, you know, my body's gonna, you know, flare up and react. And, and I figured out exactly what my body needs and where I'm at. And and I think um, that desire, though, of wanting to make those changes, um, you know, really helps you achieve your ultimate goal. Yeah, you have to have the why or the desire, or otherwise you, you don't know why you're doing all all of this hard stuff. And, right. And yeah, and then going into the obsession kind of things, too, and being super, it is important, that I guess the obsession is not a good place to be, but but knowing the importance, if your body is intolerant to something or sensitive to something, it is 
it is important to be vigilant and, and to, if you find out that you have an issue with gluten, consuming even a little bit of it can impact your body for weeks, months you know, yeah. on it. So I felt like the obsession let me know my body really well. You know, like it wasn't, um, I was lucky that it wasn't, um, necessarily harmful. Like I didn't like, it wasn't, um, like an addiction or I wasn't mentally stressing out about it. I just like, was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be really like, really, really good at it for a really long time. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. And, and then, you know, I'll reevaluate once my journey is done and I will see like where I'll go from there because at one stage um I thought <laughs> I thought I'll never drink again I've 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 cut the drinking habit you know like I haven't drank for over a year this is amazing I feel great and then I'm like oh yeah I still like red wine <laughs> but um yeah I mean I like that's just something to say to people you know like it's not forever right there's some things that you really do just have to cut out because like you say, it does affect you for weeks after if you do have a massive intolerance to it. But um, if you decide after your ultimate goal that you can, you're going to put up with the headaches, the acne, the stomach issues, you know, whatever it is for you, um, then that's your choice. You know, you can go back into it if you want. And I think too, for me now, like, um, I don't know if it's for you, but um, I know that like if I have like a week, a bad week, you know, say if I like did want, you know, a pizza or like, you know, all this like um, autoimmune things I'm not supposed to have. I know that the next few weeks or next few months that I can reheal myself. I know how to take care of myself again, if that makes sense. Do you ever yeah. feel that way? Yeah. Like I... Like for me, it would be like a, like a, we went on holidays. God, I had chips every day. Like just, we went and got bags of chips and we just like, they're all organic and gluten-free, but God, you know, they're still crap. Um, so we, we did that and, and I probably drank more than I, I drank every day on this vacation. I'm like, I normally like maybe have one on a weekend, maybe two, I like more in the summer. I, I did go for, yeah, like probably a year or so too, where I hardly had anything. I don't, I don't know if I actually tracked it to see if I had, didn't have anything, but it was like ages where I'd go out and I just have a club soda or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, um, what was the question? I can't remember now. (laughs) Like knowing when you, um, knowing that you're eating something that isn't good for you, but now you have the knowledge because you spent those years or, you know, of, being hardcore and knowing what worked and what didn't. So like yeah. you go, you get to indulge. And then next week you're like, this is what I need to do. I know I need to have this, this, and this to get yeah. my health back. Yeah, we know how to, we know how to get it back. And we know that maybe you might, might not be feeling the best on the, the week you get back, but you know how to, how to reset it. But, but then you kind of go back to, is that risk even worth it? worth it to my health? Like, why am I doing this to my body? Yeah. Like, and at the end of it, because we were like drinking every day and I'd only have maybe one or two, but it's enough. And um, at the end, I'm, I'm like on the Friday of like doing there almost all week. My husband's like, okay, let's, it's, we've, you know, we've got one more day of chips and, and, and the alcohol. And I'm like, oh, damn, I think I'm done. And then I'm like, okay, I had one more. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, it is to kind of 
it, it's all about seeing how how this stuff impacts your body. Yeah, and massively. And I think you know why you're doing your journey and getting healthy. It's just the perfect time to find find your level, right? Experiment. Like, don't worry about what people think about you because you're not having just one drink. You know, I'm, I'm kind of sick of this whole, like, oh, it's just one time, you know, like, or, oh, we cut out all the good things in our lives. And I'm just sitting there going, and I know, like, I trust me, I struggled with all this shit and I probably still do. But why in our head do we think that the good stuff <laughs> is good? It's garbage. Yeah, the good stuff. Why is that labeled? Why is the pizza, the fries, the KFC, the whatever? That's the good stuff, and we're and we're like suffering over here. Yeah, there's no suffering. Right. We're eating like I don't know. I've never had such a great diet. And this is like goes straight into our next top tip: is the way you look at diet changes and the way you yeah. look at what you need to change. You know, if you're looking at making these improvements right? Their improvements um, in a negative light, it's never going to work for you. You're always going to be angry, mad, sad, oh, wise me, because you have to change these things up. Yeah. Like if you, if you think it's going to be hard, it will be hard. If you think it's going to suck, it will suck. But if you, you go in with an open mind saying, okay, how's this going to be? As you change your diet, if you do an elimination diet, you will feel like garbage in the first three or four yeah. days. <laughs> start feeling better as the toxins come out. But, but yeah, it is. It is a mindset thing here. That's why to have your your why, and to really, um, yeah, to really dig into. It's really to see how this impacts your body, and um, I, I think it's it's very individualized. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, you. I, if you're not, if you can't look at it in a positive light, I kind of like want to say to people, don't do it until you can do that until you can kind of say, okay. Or even for me, I got to the point, it was like, I'm not that girl. I'm not that girl that can eat normal foods. Let's just say they're normal, unhealthy, healthy, whatever they are, the normal way of life and get pregnant. That's not me. You know, I tried it for four years, tried it with IVF. It wasn't me. So therefore I have to change things up. And I guess food was the last thing for me. You know, that was my last crazy thing I tried. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of to be able to, to, it's like rewriting how it's going to happen for you. And I think sometimes if we're, if we're diagnosed and we think the first step is IVF and that's how we think it's going to happen. But maybe if we actually looked at all of these diet and lifestyle and made these changes and to me, like I've had people and I've talked about this before, like say to me, is there a pill for that? No, like this stuff is, this stuff can be hard, but like it's way cheaper than spending, you know, three rounds of on, on IVF and it costs us 60 grand to, to look at your diet and look at targeted supplements and things that are looking at your sleep and all these things that, that matter. Like that stuff is way, way more, you know, beneficial for your body rather than going down the other route um, I don't know. Yeah. And it's hard because, um, I know like you, for me, everyone around me was getting pregnant on the same exact diet, drinking the same amount of alcohol, eating the same stuff. I didn't have an un unhealthy diet or lifestyle. And it's really hard to wrap your brain around that. You have to make those choices. Your genetics <laughs> didn't work out the way their genetics worked yeah, out. We're all different. And 
right? And it's really hard to do that, but um, yeah, that would be my top tip um, for diet and lifestyle changes, you know, to improve your situation. But uh, so this moves on to the language we use about our our new diet, our new lifestyle, or even about the food we eat now. Um, this this kind of comes from um, my post that I did a few weeks ago about the fucking McDonald's French fries. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm going to read out. Um, so most of it was really positive. And I was kind of nervous about this post because obviously it's, um, I feel like that infertility community is very sensitive to their traditions the way we look at things and i know that we maybe are radically speaking at the moment about changing diet and lifestyle to improve your chances um but yeah i was really pleasantly surprised that most i would say like 90 percent of the comments were like too right or thank you for saying this or i was going to have the mcdonald's french fries but i'm rethinking it now um and I only got one true negative comment, which I'll read out in a second, but some of the comments I got, and this is what made me think about the language we um, use. Um, this is, however, I don't think an odd treat will hurt every now and again. This is a hard journey and cutting out all the good stuff can sometimes feel like you're punishing yourself. And I do agree, like, and we talked about this on the pod, you know, when we did the episode about the fries, is that we we're not sitting here saying that if you eat one bag of fries, you're going to destroy your chances of getting pregnant. That's not what we're saying, but the good stuff, why the fuck are we calling McDonald's or anything that is, we know is unhealthy. No, you know, what was no one who had a negative remark on this said they're not unhealthy. They know they're unhealthy. You know it. Right? Me. Like it's been the, the documentary, it's been proven. We, we know this stuff is junk. It's easy. It's easy though. It's easy to go in. And you know what? Those fries taste good. Right. And the more fries you have, the more you want. You crave them like crazy. I used to eat um, them all the time. They're my favorite. Right. But why are we calling it the good stuff? Yeah. Like that. Why have we done that as a society, taken some of the worst food for us and called it good stuff. And I know it's highly addictive and the, the marketing and the companies have more scientists employed than they do probably f like food engineers to yeah. get us wired to eat their shit. But um, that was really interesting to me that um, a lot of those comments that were maybe on the negative side, were talking about treats and good things and we're punishing ourselves. Like what the fuck? You're punishing yourself for not eating shitty food? Like, yeah. I don't like that's not yeah that's a that's mental like, thing right no, that's like using food for like food is there to nourish us and so it's using food as a whole other thing emotional eating or whatever it is as a reward and a lot of time yeah even as a kid maybe you were given a reward of like let's go get an ice cream after you did a good job or whatever it is so whereas food is just here to nourish us um and having said that like I will still do treats but I don't but I will do a gluten-free organic treat and I still feel good so why is that why is that over there you know seen as you're punishing yourself and it's and this journey is hard and so yeah you do deserve a treat but maybe you have a dark chocolate organic square like it's not about deprivation right no one's here suffering <laughs> or punishing yourself like no. I think it's just um and this is why I think both of us feel that the you 
the diet and the mental go hand in hand, Absolutely. right? Because if you're using that language or if you're having an outlook of negative or saying that you're punishing yourself for not eating shitty food is you have to really start really thinking about what's going on in your brain, you know, and also this kind of highlighted how we've normalized shitty food, right? Like it's, we all know McDonald's is unhealthy and, you know, having it every once in a while isn't going to kill you. But I had this other comment about, about, um, it's just a bag of fries. It's not a bag of cocaine. And I was like, uh, well, let's just think about it. You want to do a line of cocaine? You're not going to destroy your life, right? Like it's not going to harm you in a way that you're forever going to be sick or whatever. Your body will, you'll get the high, your body will recover and you may or may not want to do it again. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I feel the same way about like all the shitty junk food that the companies out there are so good at getting us addicted to. You're going to do it once. You're going to get a high. You may or may not like it. And then you'll do it again. <laughs> Back in. Sure. We got you. Gluten. Addictive. Yeah, all this stuff that, yeah, that your, your body craves. And that's why they keep putting the stuff in the, in the foods. Yeah. So you'll buy more. Exactly. And it's, um, it's, a, it's a crazy fucked up industry. But, um, yeah, so the language that you are using about your new diet and lifestyle or why you need to make these changes matters. Um, If you are sat there saying one thing doesn't matter, I would highly assume that you are eating a bunch of other shit too. And I don't understand the mentality of it's a treat. You've just spent, especially if you're doing IVF, you're spending thousands of dollars. And if you have improved your diet, you're spending thousands of dollars on this new diet. You've put in all the hard work. I don't understand why going to a greasy, shitty fast food place is a treat. You know, surely, I, like, go have a shot of tequila. That's a better treat, right? Like, yeah. you got it. there you go. <laughs> like, if you want something naughty or bad, I mean, I just feel like there's so many other things that you can do that is just as harmful. <laughs> But our society looks at as that's, that's normal. That's fine. That's just one time. It's not a big deal, but you know, it's the same as any other drug or food, you know, it's, if it's highly addictive and if there's a a lot of shit in it, then it's just best not to go there. I think it's been normalized because it's in the grocery store. It must be healthy. Yeah. They wouldn't sell it to us unless it was healthy. Yeah. Why would it be on the shelf? Yeah, that's crazy. So oh. to vote, vote with our, our, our pocketbook. Right. But we'll get down off of our soapboxes now. <laughs> but um, I hope these five top tips um, have helped you maybe relook if you are thinking about starting a new diet or if you're doing a new diet right now and just need, you know, a reevaluation of what's going on if you don't feel like it's working. Um, are they the easiest top tips? Probably not. But um, if you know us by now, nothing's easy in this journey. <laughs> so um, that is us for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you once again, Sarah, for joining us. And we will see you next week where we are. We're going to talk about the conflicting advice 
that is out there, even especially between doctors, coaches, and other fertility specialists. See you then. A few more things before you go. If you like what we're doing, please leave a review and or a rating. We would greatly appreciate it and it would totally help us out. Also, if you like to connect with either of us, you can find me, Monica, over at mymindfulme.com and you can connect with Sarah over on fabfertile.com. All the links you need to find us on our websites, our social media, any products we talk about, book, special offers, or any guests that we have on, you're going to find all that information in the show notes. So that's it. Thank you once again for being with us here on the Infertile Diagnosis and have a beautiful day.